Welcome to another episode of the Alicast, episode 16 to be precise. I am your host, Phantom Alicard, of course, bringing you the latest and greatest news in gaming, anime, movies, TV, and sometimes music. And we got a little bit to cover today. Um, we're going to start off with the segment. I'm going to keep this segment going because uh, it, it just kind of helps to kind of condense the shows a little bit. But it also gives me a chance to kind of talk about some of the other things that's been happening in 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 the gaming and everything like that. So we're going to get into some quick news, but first and foremost, before we do that, I want to just say I am dropping extra content from this version of the Alicast in Patreon this week. So make sure you stay tuned for just as little as a dollar a day. If you want to support, you can get all the extra content from the Alicast as well as watch previous, the previous version of, of the Alicast before I revamp the whole show altogether. Also, I have my project dropping this week, so make sure you stay tuned for that. It is coming out, not even just this week, it is coming out today. So make sure you you drop that. You, you come to the YouTube, drop those follows and everything. There'll be a link in the description below for anybody on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. For anybody on YouTube, you're already here. Just drop the like and subscribe, you know? So... We're going to get into the segment quick news because I like doing quick news because it helps me to condense some of the things that's that's been happening in gaming and anime and movies and everything like that. But also it helps me to condense the shows a little bit so that I can get to the actual topics at hand. Right. And some exciting things happened this week and some disappointing or, or more so last week, I should say. But some disappointing things things happened last week too it's not really like mad disappointing but today is more so going to be more reviews of some things that i've seen over the last cup uh, over the last week so with that being said let's go ahead and start getting into our quick news our quick news our quick news our quick news so back to the xbox and activision deal Currently, as we speak, Microsoft is really trying to talk their way into acquiring that deal in the UK, saying that even if they acquire Activision, Activision Blizzard, it is not going to affect PlayStation. They're still going to be bigger than Xbox with Call of Duty being on it. And really, to be honest with you, if Sony, if Sony would just get out of this, if they would get out of their remaster phase of the last gen games and the and the gen before that games then we could actually get into the games that uh, that that they're really good at they're really good at making at making uh, exclusive content it's just that they're so focused on this call of duty deal that it, it, it just it, it it seems to be just taking away from everything that they could possibly be doing so it would be nice to see them either revamp an old series continue working on a, a, a successful series of course they have they have god of war ragnarok dropping but there's too many titles that are being that are being shown that are supposed to release next year and two years from now so they, they, they really just need to buckle down and get 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 to making making the exclusive content or the games that they're good at making. On the other hand, Microsoft is really reaching with that statement because it's really hard to tell what's going to happen if this deal goes through. 
whether or not Microsoft is going to pull ahead and they're going to destroy they're going to destroy the competition when it comes to PlayStation. I really don't think they're going to hold Call of Duty back after three years. I don't, but I could very well be wrong about that too. But on the subject of of that, I I, I hope everything comes to a a a proper resolution but for anybody that's really heavily invested in in following this deal our morals really don't count in this like it could be wrong on so many levels like i can see both sides of this being wrong but at the end of the day if it's wrong then they have to deal with that does it hurt us necessarily sure but i mean they don't really care about what we have to say when it comes to that so you know, we can talk about it all day. We can speculate on what's going to happen. Uh, I don't think this will be the end of PlayStation, even if Call of Duty, like they have Bungie for crying out loud. Like if Bungie can't pull something off, then I don't know. Um, but hopefully everything works out well for everybody or all around. Because as for me, I love gaming space. I love the gaming space as a whole. I don't want to see PlayStation or Xbox go down. But at the end of the day, like what can you do, right? Speaking of PlayStation's, 30 million are said to be shi- are, are said to be shipping soon over the holiday season. So make sure you all stay tuned for that. Make sure you all be on the lookout for that. For the first time in the in, in these two years since since the police the since the PlayStation 5 has released, it is finally looking like more people will be able to get their hands on some PlayStation 5s. And I mean when you look at like COVID and everything, when COVID hit I mean, that was an unexpected turn for everybody, right? Like, Microsoft didn't know that it was going to hit PlayStation. Like, Sony couldn't have known. Like, nobody could have known this was going to hit. And on, on, in turn, of course, with the co- with COVID hitting, then you have chip shortages. So, uh, it just looked like it just looked like people were having an easier time getting their hands on Xboxes than it was on than they were on PlayStation Five. So. Uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be really good to to be able to to see a PlayStation Five PlayStation Fives on the shelves, even though they're probably gonna get taken right off the shelves as soon as they get in the store. So make sure you all look out for that. If you do not have a PlayStation Five, look out for them this holiday season. They are said that again. They are they are saying they are dropping thirty million. They are shipping thirty million out, and I mean that's not really a lot when it comes to when you think of the vast population of the globe and everything but it's still enough to where more people can actually get their hands on playstation 5s so and other our final our final bit of news our final bit of quick news before i get into the main stuff is we outcasters is gonna die if nobody is on the google stadia then um outcasters is gonna die with google stadia because they can't port it. And the reason they can't port it is because, well, it was only meant for the Google Stadia. So out of everything that was made exclusive, was the time exclusive for for, for Stadia, now there, there, there was only one game that, that they can't port. So according to what I've seen, and, and this could be spitballing, and I would really love to hear from anybody that owned a Stadia or anything, that Outcasters actually outmatched Fortnite, which sounds kind of absurd to me when I hear that because Fortnite still being where it's at today is one of the most popular, the most popular battle royales. And me personally, I'm not a fan of it, but it's kind of shocking to hear something like a, a top down battle royale shooter, shooter game where you can control your shots and how fast they go 
it's doing actually better than Fortnite. So for anybody that owns a Google Stadia, unfortunately, it is not going to be able to be ported to any other system. Sorry to say that. Sorry to hear that for anybody that was a fan on that. And it just sounds like that was one of their best running their their best game that they had on there. But when you don't pick up when you don't pick up the, the traction that you need for a for for a console, I mean this kind of stuff happens. So rest in peace. Um and we're gonna move on. We're gonna move on to we're gonna get into it now. Because I haven't talked anime for a little bit, but man, I am so impressed. And I'm not even gonna pull up an article. I'm just going to leave this picture right here. I know none of you all can see it. Anybody that's a listener on Spotify or, or Apple Apple Podcast, you can't really see it. But I got a picture up. If you want to catch it on YouTube, again, there's a link down. So the first episode of the Thousand Year Blood War arc has dropped. And let me tell you something. You, who you Demon Slayer fans can't say shit to me anymore. Anymore. Because... If everybody thinks that a a Sharpie encased comic book esque character character depictions look great, man. Not only that, where do I even begin with this? Because because the simple fact is is that even Dragon Ball Dragon Ball Super just really is trash at this, right? Bleach has taken their classic looks and modernized it to where it still feels like Bleach. That is first and foremost. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm looking forward to the next episode. I'm, I'm thinking it's dropping every Monday, if I'm not mistaken, because that's when the when the first episode drops out. So it'll be out today. Uh, the, the first episode dropped last week, and I was blown away by this. I was blown away by how true they are staying to the manga. If you didn't read the manga some years back, man, this is what we've been waiting for. I can easily say that after watching this and how they ended, they ended the first, the first soul, the first substitute soul reaper or soul reaper arc, the, the execution that animation wouldn't have done this 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 it wouldn't have done this justice first and foremost if you've never read the manga this is going to be the most brutal arc that you have ever seen it is going to be the most brutal it's going to be the bloodiest you're going to see a lot of a lot you you might be a lot sad like like spoiler alert you might be sad because you know some of your favorite characters you might not see them again type type brutal like there is a lot more to there's a lot more to lose in this arc. So just make sure you actually you you catch this because it's so captivating. It's so amazing what they did with it. I love seeing the Stern Ritters in action finally. Like the way that they made them look in the in the manga they looked they looked amazing. And we're going I, I have a feeling because they're saying that they're going to put more emphasis on the fights than they did in the manga, it's going to be really interesting because you're going to see a lot of Bankais that you didn't get to see from the original series. You're going to get to see, you're going to get, get to see some backstory be, between Ichigo and his dad and his mom. You're going to see a lot of that stuff. You get to see a lot of, oh my goodness. If you thought that the original Bleach was good, then you need to catch this. I don't have the proper words to, to describe 
just how good this actually is. So just to kind of give a little bit of a recap, it starts off with two with two soul reapers being chased by um it it starts with two soul reapers being chased by a bunch of hollows and Mayori Mayori Kuratsuchi, the captain of damn, that's how you know it's been so long since I've actually paid attention to this. But oh, Squad 12. He is the captain of Squad 12 research and development, and they're catching all these blips of random hollow hollow occurrences and what's really happening you're about to find out in the episode that's coming out tonight um you're gonna find out what's actually happening but these hollows are coming through and they're just tearing through the city and this this guy's a coward first and foremost so you know don't expect too much but you get to see ichigo in action of course you get to see his 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 uh what was it it was a it was some form of release that he got from the from execution. That's how long it's been. I can't believe how long it's been since I've seen it. But it is a it's a it's a form that he got from from his time with execution that they used to try and steal his powers. So now you get to see how powerful he really is. You get to see the Stern Ritter try to take his Bankai from him and he just breaks through it. It just is so much more detail, and it's just, I am not disappointed. Actually, I couldn't have been more wrong about this, because in the past, I was saying, man, this is not going to look good in action, so if they never release this, I'm good, but I'm so glad I'm wrong about this, because it is amazing, so I am looking forward to seeing more. I, I say this, I'll say it again, Demon Slayer fans can't say shit to me, because this just showed, this just outdid Demon Slayer, and it's going to knock it off the racks. It just outdid Dragon Ball Super, and it's going to knock it off the racks. Speaking of which, I keep seeing rumors that, just off a tangent, I keep seeing rumors that we're going to see the moral arc in action too. So, so, regardless of what I just said about Dragon Ball Super, I am looking forward to seeing that a little bit, even though the end of the manga was a little bit, was a little bit disappointing, but I am looking forward to seeing that. But this is really strange, staying true to the manga the one thing i will say is that i hope i hope they don't do like they did in the original series and they start putting fillers into this because this arc this arc in the manga was just non-stop it was continuous action continuous like i think if i remember correctly there was only one point in the manga where they where the group got a break and that was after the initial attack on the Serite. So just make sure you ch check this check this shit out, like straight up. That's all I really have to say on this one. The next one is not going to be very long either. Halloween Ends has come out, and I'm so glad that Halloween Ends. Spoiler alert for anybody that once watched this movie. Cut this off now if you haven't seen it. It is out on Peacock as we speak. I believe it's only coming out on Peacock according to according to what it says. So I'm going to do a, a tad bit of a review on this. I will start off by saying that while this movie wasn't as bad as the last one to me, it definitely wasn't as great as the first one of the trilogy. And I can tell you why. This starts off 
just from the start of it, it introduces you to a kid. You have no idea who he is. You don't know who this guy is. What significance he's going to play in the story. And why he even exists in the first place. But you do know he's a babysitter. He's babysitting. He's babysitting for a family. He's babysitting their son. They're going to a Halloween party. The boy, they're, they're sitting down. They're watching movies. Boy locks him in the closet. And essentially what ends up happening is dude panics. Dude panics, tries to get out, kicks the door open. And, I mean, these guys have to have, this house has to be at least four stories tall. Maybe three stories tall, if I'm not mistaken. But whatever it was, it was a lot of steps to climb. It looked like a lot of steps to climb. It is not a house that I would live in because that just looked like work. But anyway, guy, kid locks the babysitter in the in the closet. Guy's trying to get out of the get out of the closet and kicks the door open. The door flies, hits the kid. The parents come home and the kid dies. So you find out that his story and of course Lori's granddaughter story actually intertwines because well they have a dark they both have a dark history now he has a dark history of killing somebody by accident and she has a dark history of running from a killer and what ends up happening is is that you know michael ends up finding a a a fucking protege which who could have seen that but i will say out of that out of that whole deal that was probably the most interesting part because i feel like they could have done a lot with that did they not as much as they probably could have. But it was an interesting concept. It was interesting to see Michael Myers working with somebody else for, for a change rather than just working for himself. And not only that, but when you actually do see Michael Myers, he looks broken. He looks, he looks like age has caught up with him. But he still retained that same Michael Myers strength that he normally does. Like where he can lift people with one hand by choking them. He can lift people up with the knife and stick them to stuff that they probably shouldn't be like logically speaking, should not be able to stick to in real life because I don't think, and I could very well be wrong about this. I don't think a regular kitchen knife can actually keep somebody afloat on a wall like that without something getting carved up and them splitting in two or something. Right. It was interesting to see that. But they didn't play on it. They didn't seem to capitalize on that. Not only that, but it just looked weird. There were certain there were certain things that just looked weird in there. Like, for instance, Lori's granddaughter attracting some old looking old looking cop dude. Kids picking on the dude that that accidentally killed the kid. Like this guy had to have had at least twenty pounds on these guys, right? There's no way they should have been able to push him around like that. And apparently, if you if you survive Michael Myers, he can transfer some of his evil to you, which looked just weird to me. The one thing I hated, the one thing I hated the most about this movie, but I kind of liked at the same time, is that they flash back you to death in this movie when it came to Lori. Looking back on when she was running for Michael Myers in the 70s, all the people that died in that incident, it just it, like it was it was nostalgic to see but it was just like is it necessary i don't think it's necessary i think that's where i'm at with horror movies right i'm really just over the flashbacking i'm over seeing the backstory to the bad guys or the backstory to the 
to the to the protagonist. Like, I don't need to see that in a horror movie. Save that for an action movie. And I'm borderline iffy on that, to be honest with you. So they flashback you to death. They flashback you with this random character that plays a, a significance. And somehow Lori's granddaughter is really attracted to this dude, right? And it just looks... Uh, it looks Romeo and Juliet-ish to me because out of the two families, the boy's mom will not let them live first and foremost. And when the two meet, they have a disdain for each other. She has a, The mom has a disdain for her because of her dark history with Michael Myers. And everybody is just blaming Lori for bringing this curse about the town. Nobody did it. Like, they have all kinds of speculations. Like, you'll see, like, little speculations. Like, didn't she make fun of some guy in a in, in an insane asylum, and that's what caused him to break out and kill people? Like, no, that's not what happened. Like, obviously, and, I mean, it, it kind of goes to show that over time, like, the stories can get mixed up, even in a small town, right? You have a bunch of new generation. You have new generations in there that just don't understand what actually took place that night. The one thing I will say is that it was good not to see like a kind of kung fu flick, even though it kind of turned into that towards the end. But it just, it was so disappointing. The movie is like an hour and 50 minutes long. Like it didn't even feel that long, but it was just a movie full of disappointments. Like I've never watched a movie that was so slow and yet so fast at the same time. Like you were just hoping for certain things to happen and they just didn't happen. And I don't know what it is about this mask. This mask never had an effect before this trilogy. It never had an effect on anything in any other Halloween. His mask, it didn't fucking matter. This dude killed people without his mask. He was good with that. Then he put it back on. But this mask in these last few movies seemed to have been like some kind of tracking like, 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 does this thing have a tracking device on it or something? Because every time, like, Michael loses his mask or something, which he does lose his mask, he finds it somehow. So I'm just like, what kind of supernatural powers does his mask have? Because obviously, this is, like, the crux of everything somehow. Even though, even though he wore a different mask as a child, like, if you followed the, if you followed the original Halloween, like, he was wearing a clown mask when he killed his older sister, right? difference does this mask make to the last one he wore it just doesn't make sense to me i did like the fact that he was he did look like an old broken man at the end of the day you've never seen anybody take on michael myers head on like truly and be able to, to successfully take him down but i i attribute that a lot to his age and everything that he's been through i did like the consistency that they kept in this though like his mask never changed like that's the one thing in the original the original um the original series the original series of movies that I didn't like is that this guy has burnt up he's been he's he's been cut up he's been slashed up and somehow he keeps all of his limbs and his mask never really changes except for it looks like he just purchased them off of wish what I think that was 5 actually I think it was five where it looked like his mask it looked like he purchased it off of wish.com or something. But anyway, I didn't like that inconsistency, at least in this trilogy. He, he, when he lost his, his fingers, his fingers stayed gone. 
his mask stay burned up. He looked like he had did that. the one. The another thing I didn't like is he ended the last the last movie in the house. Why wasn't he in the house that time? How is he ending up? How did he end up in the sewers? It's just well, those things, those little bitty details that, like, I don't need the backstory behind it, but it's just like, man, that, that, that is the consistency you need to keep up. Keep up all of the consistencies. You killed both Little John and Big John in your old house, and you came back to the old house to stare out the window after you killed Lori's daughter. So why don't you just stay there? It just makes sense. He came back to that house in the original one. Why couldn't he have just stayed in that house in this one now? But it just looked like he was in hiding. And that's just not the characteristics of a Michael Myers. Like, even in the last one, he had a whole town beat the shit out of him. And he still got up and killed every single one of those people that beat him down. And even the person that lured him into that little, that little, uh, that little that little mob that little angry mob of theirs so it just there was just little inconsistencies there and then seeing the transformation i believe the boy's name was Corey. seeing his transformation throughout the movie it just looked garbage to me you know what it reminded me of it reminded me of halloween the curse of michael myers that's what it reminded me of i have not seen a movie that bad since then and that was just horrible. I'm so glad Halloween is uh, Halloween ends. Do not bring this storyline back. Do not, do not bring Lori back. I and out of the two storylines, I prefer the original. Even with all the inconsistencies, at least the original gave me that feeling of dread. This one didn't. It didn't give me the feeling of dread. And I know my wife said that this was going to be terrible. I knew it was going to be terrible. It just, it, I, you can't watch, I, I can't not watch it and then bring it to y'all's attention. So do I recommend checking this out? I think you could skip it. I honestly think you could skip it. At the, at the end of the day, it's not even worth watching. That's an hour and 15, hour and 50 minutes of your life that you will never be able to get back ever again. It's a waste of time. Do not watch it. There are other scary movies that you can possibly find on, on Peacock, maybe Hulu. Netflix has kind of been slacking in that department, but this is not a movie worth even watching. If it is in theaters, I wouldn't even purchase it. That's not worth a $25 ticket. I'm sorry. It's just not. Even with a military discount, I would never go see this. You can throw every discount in the world at me, and I would never go see this movie. But that is it. For this episode of the Alleycast, again, if you want to follow me on Twitch, YouTube, for my for my Spotify and Apple Podcast listeners, there is a link in the description below. I am dropping that extra content on Patreon this week for just as little as a dollar a day. You can support that. So if you want to, go ahead, check out my Patreon. There will be a link in the description below for that for my YouTubers. If you don't want to, if you don't want to look at my beautiful face, you can always listen to my one different voice on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, which I drop every single Monday. I do all the editing all in the same day. And I drop the episodes on YouTube for my Spotify and Apple Podcasts listeners on Tuesday at 9 a.m., which I might actually change that schedule too. I might actually change it to where I'm going to drop the episodes like at 6 a.m., like 6 in the morning. Because a lot of us just get up. By the time I drop these episodes, a lot of us are at work. A lot of us are 
a lot of us are already have our day started depending on where you're listening to this from. So I might actually consider dropping these a little bit earlier, but until next time, y'all have a good week. Remember, don't work too hard. If you do make sure you get paid for it, I'll see you next week. Peace.